This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception, the show. All right, Matt, how are you feeling as we head into start crash landing into week number ten, past the halfway point? Yeah, very much past the halfway point. Got a banger of a Thursday night game, uh, Panthers-Falcons. Uh, with, with supposedly bad weather, it's like, oh, what could make this game even a little bit just more disgusting? Some some rain but, and some wind. <laughs> but you know what's crazy, though, is that this game actually has, like, you know, implications for the playoffs, which is crazy. Like, the, oh, the well, Falcons yeah. are, are battling right now. Yeah, the Arthur Smith-led Falcons uh, running the football <laughs> all the way to to winning the NFC South. Yeah, you, so you'd love to see that. Nah, man. But I'm feeling pretty good. You know, busy night ahead of us. We're taping this on Wednesday. I'll be up uh, up into the wee hours of the night uh, cracking away on the reception perception in-season rookie report. Uh, the oh, second yeah. annual That's edition right. of the That's reception right. perception in-season uh, rookie report. So it's kind of fun to uh, mostly done with all the guys I'm, I'm going to do. I just got to put together the, you know, me and our, our buddy Zach Miller put together all the stuff for it. But yeah, it's a, it's a re- another really, really interesting rookie class for sure. Hey man, if you're listening to us and you are not subscribed, do us a solid and subscribe to the show as well. If you could rate the podcast, that would be cool. But you know, at the end of the day, just subscribe to the show, man. Like there's a lot of these little mini segments that get popped up and, you know, unlike other shows, you don't have to necessarily listen to us for 45 minutes if you don't want to. Um, you know, our producer, Nick does such a great job kind of parsing out the information. If you got 15 minutes in your day, I promise you, you'll be a smarter football fan after listening to this podcast as well. So be sure to subscribe, hit that subscribe, be sure to rate, uh, and subscribe to the podcast. All right. That stuff out of the way. We're talking about the rookie report. And again, this is such great information, great knowledge, uh, being dropped on the subscribers of the website. So let me hit you with this, Matt, give me the biggest surprises in the rookie report. Maybe somebody that was better than anticipated. So for folks that are unfamiliar with the, with the rookie report, just to just to bring it back for a second. So I, this is the first time, second year I've done this last year, um, put out around, I'm actually getting it out earlier this year and with potentially more players. How exciting. Shout out to me. Um, it's a, it's basically a mini sample of these guys and their reception perception results. So four games for pretty much every, all the rookies that have been playing a lot. And there has actually been quite a bit of rookies that have been playing. Um, so you're going to get information on Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, you know, even though he hasn't played in a while, he did get those four yeah. games in all the way down to guys like David Bell and Wandell Robinson, you know, some of these, some of these later, uh, later kind of tier guys at this point. So um, it's for prime and sicko members to the website. So receptionperception.com slash pricing. If you, need to get a membership if you already have one uh it'll be on the website on thursday morning uh right on the homepage here it'll be great so um anyways i think the biggest surprise is not that chris olave is good james because Mm -hmm. we knew chris olave was going to be good like 
reception perception showed he was an awesome prospect that, you know, right up there. I think he was right up there with the guys, you know, like Drake London, like uh, the guys like like Garrett Wilson, you know, the, those, those first tier of receivers. In fact, I, I had him number two in the class. Uh, hmm. And but again, it's not it's not that he's good because we knew he's number one in success rate versus man, number one in success rate versus press among the prospects sampled last year. James, I dropped it in discord today. Uh, this guy has a full green route chart in his in his oh, sample wow. for, uh, you know. He's got, he's gone digs, bro. You know, the, all the green, all, you know, Devonte Adams, every single route. Hey, he has an above average success rate versus coverage score on. Um, he really truly is wow. that good. I mean, he, he looks like, and this is kind of the funny thing about him. I'm, I'm, I've still gotten a couple questions about this. Like, yeah, Chris Olave is playing well, but is he like a legit number one receiver? I'm like, what more do you want the guy to do? You know, like he's, legitimately good at everything uh like i said he ranks he ranks number one in success rate versus zone coverage among the pros among these guys in the reception perception rookie report who ranks second uh against press coverage and third in success rate versus man and like i said a above average success rate so a green route on every single route on the route wow. tree that is the stuff that only the best receivers in the nfl do and and of course i mentioned this in the rookie report i mentioned on the last podcast with garrett wilson I do expect almost all of these, like some of these numbers to come down. Like I would say that, you know, Chris Olave might not have a full green route chart when I publish his full sample in the right. off season from his rookie year. But the fact that he's at, you know, a 74.1% success rate versus man, 83.2% success rate versus zone, 81.8% success rate versus press right now with that full green route chart. I mean, and an 80% contested catch rate. I, I, let, me, can I, wow. let me point that out as well, because like that was kind of a question. I never saw that as a question in his game, but like the ability to win in tight coverage was a question for other draft analysts. And man, I mean, I see nothing in his film, not a hint from the RP data to suggest that he's anything but like a legit, big, a legit number one receiver. Um, I, one last thing, one yeah. last thing before we go on. Um, you know, the, I think the most impressive part about everything I've read off so far is that like, and, and you'll be able to see this in the report tomorrow on his route percentage chart. Like he's not running any, he's run like 5.6% slant routes. There's no like Mickey mouse routes here. This is all like gotcha. big boy down the field NFL stuff. So, I mean, Chris Olave, it's surprising just how good he is, even though I expected him to be a very good NFL player. Part of what I think makes the rookie report so exciting is that generally rookies take a little bit of time to develop. And I kind of have like this, like, I don't know what it's like. You give them six, you give them six games. Right. And then they start to take off. Right. Um, yeah. and, and again, that's just a general rule. Some guys take longer. Some guys are shorter, but Hayden generally when I, from underdog fantasy calls it the post by rookie bump. And I like that term. I think that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, no doubt. But again, since week number two, Chris Olave, 9.9 .9 targets, 5.7 receptions, 82.4 yards per game and 14.4 yards per reception. Okay, now if there's a little number that you look and say, well, hmm, okay, what's going on here? 58% catch rate. But I think you could explain a lot of that, Matt, in terms of the routes that he is running. Uh, again, probably more, you know, if such a few percentage are slant routes, and those are, you know, again, kind of more layup throws, you would anticipate a, a lower catch rate as well. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and especially I think he's influenced a lot um, by those first few games with Jameis Winston. You know, week two, 38.5% catch rate, a lot of prayer yards uh, yeah. in those air yards. What, what, uh, Andy Dalton's first start, was that against the the Seahawks there when they, when they won that game? But anyway, I mean, regardless, the last four games, he's got a 61.1% catch rate, which is not super, super high. Right. But that is, again, you know, there's a difference between playing with Very Andy Dalton and playing, <laughs> playing with Jameis Winston. <laughs> um, but and that's the cool thing about right. Olave, too, is that we've seen him succeed with two from a stats perspective. We've seen him succeed with two different types of quarterbacks like you want him to be the, the prairie yards, air yards, deep ball receiver with Jameis Winston. Yeah, he can put up nine catches on 13 targets against the Carolina Panthers and, you know, all that stuff running go routes and, you know, those those routes. But if you want him to play with more of like. I mean, I, I'm not sure what Andy Dalton is at this point, but let's just call him like more of a timing rhythm passer, <laughs> like a guy who's going to get right. the ball out quickly. That That's more uh, – he can do that as well. You know, he can go uh, seven catches for on 14 targets uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. He can go six uh, for 71 against the Ravens. Uh, so, like, yeah, I think it's the fact that we've seen him succeed with – like he's quarterback proof, right? Because those are two yeah. very, very different type of passers. And he's still succeeding with both of them. Yeah. And to clarify, Andy Dalton did come in a week prior to Seattle. Seattle was week five, week four. It was against Minnesota. Andy Dalton did start that game there, but no, I mean, again, I think to your point, it is pretty impressive, right? That Olave, a rookie has played like a veteran in terms of, it doesn't matter who the signal caller is. He's going to go out there and do his thing. And really when it really comes down to is you talk about it all the time, earning those, those looks and this guy averaging nearly 10 targets a game, it's more than just there's nobody else out there, which I think that is part of the conversation too, and we should address that, no question. But earning yourself ten, nearly 10 targets a game since week number two, uh, that speaks to me anyways, a lot of you're earning those looks, you're getting open, you're running the routes, and man, you are cooking some of these defenders. And, and again, when your quarterback, it do, and it doesn't matter who it is, uh, when your quarterback knows that that's what's going to happen, he's going to start to develop eyes for you too, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he definitely, he definitely does. I mean, he, had, he did have a 13 target game in we had 13 targets in back-to-back weeks, weeks two uh, against the Bucks and week three against the Carolina Panthers. And those were Michael Thomas games, Jarvis Landry in the mix for some of that as well. Yeah. So I think he succeeded regardless. And really, honestly, it's like, They've just thrown the ball with these wide receiver injuries. They've just thrown the ball to Alvin Kamara, who has 38 targets uh, in his last five games. So right. really, it's just been a changing of the offense. But it's been Olave and Kamara and, and pretty much nobody else. And I mean, man, I, I just think like you said it so well that he plays like a, a veteran, not just because he wins re- regardless of who which quarterback is back there, but also just I mean, I'm telling you, like, obviously, it's it's influenced in the success rates there comes out in in that but like the way he's able to set up defenders the way he's able to maximize leverage on his routes and the way you know to take a corner outside before crossing his face to come back inside right 
take a corner in the in the inside and come back and cross his face there. It's just that's all like 10 year pro stuff, man. I mean, guys like <laughs> there are there are dudes that have been playing in the NFL for a long time that can't run routes like that. And I still think it's worth you know mentioning too. Great 40 time. The, the speed yeah. is there on the field as well. So he's not just like, oh, great. He's a technician. He's also a pretty high end athlete as well. Uh, man, I'm, I'm just so excited about him. And, and, you know, long time RP diehards know I don't throw this comparison out there lightly, but I really think there's a lot of Stefan Diggs in his game, the ability to, wow. to run routes. And, and, and I mean, that was the thing with Diggs right away. It's like, oh, wow, as a rookie player, you know, rookie second year player, he was running routes like a, a longtime NFL veteran, you know, and, and obviously Diggs was like a day three draft pick. Chris Olave was taken, uh, you know, at the 11th overall pick, traded up so much to get Chris Olave. It's kind of hard. <laughs> I had a Saints fan say to me, it's like, it's kind of hard knowing how good he is, but still will probably never be worth those, the draft picks. I'm like, you just got to let it go, right? It happened, okay, yeah, at this point. Like, it does. the Saints are the Saints. You just have to now be appreciative of the good player. But yeah, I mean, I really think there's a lot of Stephon Diggs to, to his game. I can, I see him going on that axis of wide receivers, you know, which is still like, if it's not Diggs, it's like Calvin Ridley, those type of guys, man. He really is that type of player to me. You know, for me right now, uh, when you talk about Diggs, and I think you and I had talked about Diggs uh, coming out of Maryland, and I, and, and surprisingly, I think I was higher on Diggs uh, than you were at the time. And this all goes back to why, because I love contested catch dudes, and obviously Diggs is one of the yeah, best he is in that the guy, game. Yeah. Um, at doing that. Um, and so it's it's interesting to me when you talk about the contested catch rate for Chris Olave as well. You know, he didn't really have to do a lot of that in college, right? Like, he's no, just yeah. so, so open. <laughs> he was yeah. so open uh, when he was playing for Ohio State that very rarely did you, did you really see contested catches. <laughs> 